And I'm Carrie. And we are Paranormal Chicks. Episode 30. This is it. Don't get scared now. <laughs> Can you believe we're at 30? No. And I can't wait till we're at 60 and then 90. Why don't I do 100? I don't know. I love odd numbers. Okay. Those aren't odd. Oh. Well. <laughs> You know what I mean, the beginning of it. <laughs> Except for only 90 was. Three is odd. 60 oh. was not. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's by threes. Look. <laughs> well, cut that out. <laughs> They're like, we know, Donna, you can't do math. Right. But we're going to live in the moment. You know what? I know there are a few people that were like, oh, yeah, me too. I know. No, I mean, I totally got on the train you were on. But you, I, but I knew that it was going to. You derail. were the conductor, and you were like, whoop, whoop. "Stop it!" <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to live in the moment, and we're okay. going to be like, "Woohoo!" Episode thirty. Yes, yes, because that's crazy. I know, and it comes at a time in October, mm-hmm. which is even better, and we have all this stuff for October planned. So it's like so much stuff for October planned. <laughs> Why did I say it that way? And exactly what I said. I'm a repeater, okay? We've established that. I'm an outfit repeater, hardcore. Oh, are you kidding? <laughs> I had this on yesterday. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing 13 Days of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Do your... That? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did my fingers. Or the... Okay, that's all I got. Oh, wait, one more. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, all of that rolled into 13 days. Hey, and that is an odd fucking number. It sure is. And it's a prime number. Yeah, I still don't understand that, <laughs> but okay. 30 episodes and I still don't understand prime numbers. <laughs> this is not a math podcast. That's okay. So, Dottie, you want to tell them what we have planned for 13 Days of Halloween? Okay. Behind door number one, we have lots of shit. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, y'all have heard one of our things, and that was on Saturday. Yes. We did a little bonus spooky episode, and it's all stories from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark or... Trilogy. More, yeah. The trilogy. That whole thing. But they're the little books that we read as kids. Which is very different as an adult one. Yes. <laughs> because those stories are way shorter than we thought. But two, those illustrations are still just as fucking scary. Oh, gosh. So scary. But we thought these would be good stories that y'all could enjoy and you can enjoy with your kids. Yeah. So the first episode that we released of it, not so kid-friendly, but it will be <laughs> kid-friendly from here on out. Yes. So we're going to do stories like that, and we're going to have Patreon-exclusive content as well. So if you've been on the fence, you're like, should I, shouldn't I, hop that fence, whatever, get on board. Because it, you know, Spooky Town, it needs some residents. Mm-hmm. But another thing that is available to everyone, well, some of the content is. Yeah. But another thing that's available to everyone is we are going to do two giveaways this month. How do you win? 
review us. <laughs> so we're going to do a giveaway for iTunes and a giveaway for Stitcher. So all you have to do is write us a review on whichever platform that you use and screenshot your review and send it to us in an email and you'll be entered in for a drawing. Yes. We really want Stitcher or iTunes. Those are our two big ones, but any platform, platform. will do. Yeah, but preferably iTunes and Stitcher. So, <laughs> yes. So, email us the screenshots of your reviews at aparanormalchicks at gmail.com. All right. Any more announcements? Halloween merch. Oh, yeah. We have Halloween merch. Oh, my God. Can I please say that? Okay. I, I was like four episodes behind because I like to, I'm a little bit of a narcissist and go back and listen to our episodes. And I was listening, <laughs> I was listening to it on 1.5 speed. And she's special. And <laughs> one time, whenever I said Halloween merch, like sing songy, oh my God, on 1.5, it's like Halloween merch. <laughs> It really is. I wish you had it queued up. Oh, my God. It was so fucking funny. So now, now, like, when I say Halloween merch, I'm like, Halloween merch. <laughs> How do you do it yourself? That's crazy. Alvin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And our laughs on 1.52 are too much. I think they're too much on the too, too, True, true, true. True, true. Okay. True. There is a glitch in the matrix, and she <laughs> just keeps saying true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we do have Halloween merch. We would love for you to go check it out at store.aparanormalchicks.com. But you can access all of that through our website, aparanormalchicks.com. You can access Patreon, the merch store, and it has a contact us to send us an email in case you forget any of it. Yep. And also, of course... You can listen to the podcast on there and check out the podcast notes. With all the pictures. Okay. We have some new Patreoners to shout out. Yes. So thank you, Emily R. Morgan N. Gina R. Monica M. We say the the last name letters so weird. <laughs> Gina R. Shout out to Gina is my um coworker and she the best. I know, that's so awesome. But, I mean, y'all y'all are all the best. <laughs> she just sees her every day. Yeah. But y'all are just in time. And do y'all remember me talking about that stupid peanut and candy corn thing that was so damn good? Did you Did tell, I tell that? I don't think you told uh, them, you told me. Well, I was going to say, Gina's the one that keeps bringing it and making me stuff my face. <laughs> okay, sorry. But yes, y'all are, y'all are just in time for all of the awesome 13 days of Halloween stuff we've got going on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be spooktacular. <laughs> <laughs> she is the mayor of Spooky Town. <laughs> so thank y'all so much for being part of the Patreon. We truly appreciate it. And we... <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about you being the mayor. <laughs> that makes me the alderman. <laughs> <gasps> anyway, thank y'all so much, and we hope that y'all enjoy all of the extra goodies that you get from being part of it. Yes. Like Snapchat group. Mm-hmm. Like lives. Mm-hmm. Like... A whole separate Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And a thank you note and a sticker. And depending on what level you are, bloopers. 
mm-hmm. percentage off a of merch, mm-hmm. a free mug. Yep. Gift certificate. Mm-hmm. I mean, the rewards just keep stacking on each other. It's pretty fucking amazing. I mean, I'd be a Patreoner. I, sh- I sure would. I mean, I feel like I am a Patreoner. I know. We buy all the shit. <laughs> all right. Well, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Ready now? Yes. That was a lot today. We had a lot of housekeeping. (laughs) Well, yeah, because we don't like to clean. We don't want to do housework. So we just keep it all together. And then it's like a free for all. Mm hmm. Got to get everything done. It's spring cleaning. Here we go. Okay. So the other night I was watching Investigation Discovery while I was going to bed. Imagine that. As one does. And. There was an episode of something. Now I can't freaking remember what it was, of course. Oh, my God. These facts, y'all. So accurate. (laughs) But anyway, I was, like, fascinated by it. Because normally I just fall asleep in the middle of an episode and I have no idea what happens. But this time I, like, stayed up watching it because I loved it. So this story was also on an episode of Snapped that I went back and watched. Two, and I had never seen this episode of Snapped. It was from like season two, and the narrator was even different. Hmm. I was like, oh, interesting. All right. Have you ever heard of Rita Glusman? No. I hadn't either until I watched that episode. So Rita Glusman, she was born and raised in the Soviet Union in the Ukraine. Like, look, look, Glusman? G-L-U-Z-M-A-N. Okay. Okay. So... She was born and raised in the Soviet Union in the Ukraine, and she was born in 19, doesn't matter, 1948. (laughs) And she was from a very impoverished area, and she knew that the only way to get out was education. And so she went to university, and she met and married Yokov Glesman. So obviously, her last name's from her marriage. So they were like, okay, we're married. We both got our education. They both graduated from college. We want to move to Israel because it's the Soviet Union and it's very oppressive. Yeah, yada, yada, going yada. Down. yeah. So they were like, okay, we want to go to Israel. But at the time, the Soviet government was refusing to let people who are Jewish immigrate anywhere because they wanted to keep them for different jobs and mm-hmm. different yada, yada, yada. And Yaakov was a brilliant scientist. And so Again, that was part of why the Soviet Union didn't want him to immigrate to another country, too. Right. Because they wanted to keep the smart people there. <laughs> so. They would ask me, what's a prime number? And then we're like, ah, uh, she can go. <laughs> Let her pass. So Yaakov's father had waited 15 years for a permit for the family to leave. And so they finally got the permit that they could go to Israel. But it was letting everybody go. But. Yaakov. And so Rita was like, I'm not leaving my husband. Like, I'm not going to do it. So it was five more years of them trying to get it. None was ever granted. Well, Rita ended up getting pregnant. And so they were like, no, go to Israel while you're pregnant. And I'll meet you there as soon as I can. Yeah. So she leaves and she's like, okay, he'll eventually come. Right. So she kept, uh, Yaakov kept kept doing appeals And while he's doing that, Rita temporarily came to the United States. And when she got here, because she was hoping that she would be able to get some leverage or what not leverage, but assistance to get him out of the Soviet Mm -hmm. Union. 
So while she was here in the States, she went on an 18-day hunger strike in order to get interest in his case. Wait, like, she was still the, pregnant or had no, 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 she had the baby already. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had the baby eats a boy. And <laughs> Oh, my God. If y'all know what commercial that's from, <laughs> Tiffany, I know you do. <laughs> Wasn't it like MCI or something? Collect call, something. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't for collect. It was for, like, a long-distance provider, I thought. Mm-hmm. It was like... Because it was like, you have a collect from call from. And he said... We had Bob, a baby eats a boy. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bob had a baby eats a boy. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Yeah, I think it was... Whatever the yellow thing was. Like, 1-800-COLLECT. Oh, well. That shit doesn't even exist anymore. I know. Mine fucking blown. I know. We're that old. Okay, so long story short, she did some work with the United Nations, and she got a lot of publicity from the hunger strike and the fact that the Soviet Union wouldn't let him leave. So after all of these appeals and all this trying, November 25th, he would, they were actually reunited Aww. in Vienna. He got to see his baby. Mm-hmm. And then on the 27th, they went to israel and they lived there for a little while they went to tel aviv university did some more studying yada 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 so flash forward to 1977 and they moved back to america well she had already been here but they moved together to america and settled in new york so again he was this brilliant scientist and when he was in america he did a lot of cancer research and was well-known in the field, was making these huge groundbreaking discoveries. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. So when they got here, too, he's, like, they're living the American dream. He's making, like, $180,000 a year. Holy Hannah. And. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, doing that and spending all the money. Oh, shit. In the 80s, they bought this beautiful two-story home in Jersey, and then they had Put a lot of money in the stock market. And so this is like late 80s, oh, early gosh. 90s. No, no, no. They were making bank. This okay. is like before the crash. Okay, okay. So they were making a ton of fucking money. Like at this point now, they're worth millions. And so. I cannot fathom that. No, me neither. And so Yaakov bought her a company and they called it ECI. And it was so that Rita could run it. Um, oh, and basically, bought her a company. Yeah, basically, it was like a computer firm company, like a technology type business. Basically, Chandler Bing would have worked there. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and so they owned the company together, but it was so kind of she had something to do because at this point, their son was grown and mm-hmm. like gone off to college and whatever. Well, Rita was a really shitty businesswoman and was running the business into the ground. They were having to use personal money to keep it afloat. She was spending money like crazy, buying cars and, you know, mink coats and, you know, just all this lavish. I mean, completely opposite of how she grew up. Like, you can understand why she did it. But because she's, in her mind, living the American dream, having all these luxuries compared to how she was raised. And old Yuck, he's like, you are why we can't have nice things. Mm Mm-hmm. And also why we do have so many nice things. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, thank you for my amazing car, but it's not so no money. Mm -hmm. So the son's out of the the house, and they start to have some trouble in the marriage. He's working all the time. She's spending all the money. 
And he's like stops spending all of her money and she just won't. And so she needs that spooky town. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Um, spooky town mink coat. Death not the same. <laughs> I mean, I think it's more important, but whatever. <laughs> so he, while at work, fell in love with another scientist. A couple of the things that I read made it sound like the other scientist, the I call her a girl, but obviously she's a woman. She's like educating and shit. Lived in Israel, but then some stuff said that like made it sound like she lived in the States, but they wanted to run away together to Israel. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure. They probably met over AOL chat. Mm-hmm. So he was like, look, I'm one out of this marriage. Like yeah. it's not working. You know, we're not getting along. Kids off to the college, not, a, you know, grown up. Like, I want a divorce. And Rita was pissed. She was like, uh, skirt. Yes. So he moved out. He got himself a little apartment. He left Rita with $90,000. She spent it in one month. One month? That's more than most people make a year. That's what families live, like families of like four. Yeah. Or more. Or even like more kids, I mean. Yeah. Live on less money. Oh, my God. She spent that in a fucking month. That's sickening. I cannot even imagine. I mean, I just, no. I mean, was she building the house? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, Avi, you can think of ways to spend that much money. Like, I mean, I could totally spend that much money in a month, but... And Not like if make that's a, what I had. But, like, make a dent in my student loans. but <laughs> <laughs> Barely. No. Wow. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, this is why this isn't, isn't working. working. Exactly. Rita. But I will say, it does aggravate me that he started having an affair. Like, oh, in yeah. marriage, like, do what yeah. you gotta do, but. In the marriage. Stop that. Just wait. You know? Mm-hmm. Because if you're really, like, in love with this girl, just wait. Until you leave your wife. Yeah. And also, most of the time, if you start a relationship with infidelity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at some point, it's going to end in infidelity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not always. Just a PSA, just a warning, foreshadowing of the foreskin. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Okay. So, like I said, Rita was fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. Yaakov claimed that she was abusive, and that was part of, like, not, like, physically, but verbally, very be- much like mm-hmm. List's wife. Well, I was just thinking when you said they were making all that money, mm-hmm. I was like, don't buy a 19 house, like a 19-bedroom house with mm-hmm. a ballroom, because we know how that ended up. Right. Rita hired some private investigators to, like, get all the dirt that she could on him, like, Followed him and his girlfriend to Israel, taking pictures of them. Well, and, damn, that's how she spent the ninety thousand, right? She like illegally had wiretaps on his Holy phone and stuff. Shit. Like she was, this girl was fucking in it to win it. Like woman scorned, mm-hmm. in it to fucking win it. I wonder if they had a prenup. No, that's she- well. Hell, think about how this marriage started. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she went on, like, an 18-day hunger strike at the U.N. to get him out of the True. Soviet Union. True. Like, this was, like, this amazing love story in the media at mm-hmm. the time because she worked so hard to get him 
out of the Soviet Union and then they were reunited and they had the kid because he was only like less than a year old at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? And so it was like this, they were known. Yeah. Well, don't trust anyone who can go without eating for 18 days. I mean, you want to talk about hangry? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mm-mm. Headaches. I think I'd be licking the sidewalk just for oh god too some much because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you would get off of it is shit. I mean Ugh. protein. God, too much, too much. <laughs> that's why I said don't trust anyone. <laughs> just for me thinking about it, I'm like I'd eat that shit. <laughs> I mean honestly. So the divorce was going to be like ridiculous. They were. It was a very bitter. Long fighting divorce, mm-hmm. as you would expect when that much money's on the table. Like, yeah, of course. And so she was blackmail, try, well, trying to blackmail him with the photos and the wiretapping and all that. And he's like, after a year and a year and a half of this drawn out divorce battle, he was finally like, Rita, I give up. Look, I'll give you one point five million. If you just end the just end this, just sign the fucking papers, right? And she's like, "Give me a few days to think about it." Well, because her thing was she was so well. One, she was pissed that after all this, he's like leaving her for another woman, and two, she wants the money. Mm -hmm. I mean, she wants she doesn't want her lifestyle to change because it would it would completely change, and she doesn't want to lose her company too. And so, since it was in both their name, you know, so that was part of it too. But it was terrible. They were having to pay no, I, out of I personal agree. stuff. So, yeah. Rita, cut your losses. Mm-hmm. Should. And then, also, you could have invented Craigslist and sold off your mink coat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. So, on April 7th, which was Easter Sunday, a patrol car is going through New Jersey, and he's... The police officer sees this tall, bearded man throw in garbage bags into the Passaic River. And he's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Why is he throwing fucking trash in the river? Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? So he comes up to the guy and he's like, bro, what you doing? You know, and the guy, he said the guy like, looks like he's seen a ghost. Like that he is like, fuck. fuck. <laughs> yeah. And the police officer notices the man's right hand is bleeding some. And he's like. What's happening here? What are you doing? You know, and he notices that in the guy's car, there's a lot more police. I mean, a lot more um, police bags. Not a thing. A lot more trash bags. And so he's like, what's in the bags, dude? And so he looks and in one in one bag, he found like an axe, a hacksaw, clothes, a scalpel, shoes. And then in another bag, he found what looked like intestines. Oh, fuck. So he was like, uh, beep, boop, beep, doop, boop, 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 call for backup. Yeah. Fucking the- Dexter's on the loose. <laughs> the backup gets there. They start looking in the river and they found more body parts oh in the river. Oh, my gosh. So they start asking some questions to the guy, but he didn't speak much English. But according to his ID, his name was Vladimir Zelenin. And the car that he was in, was registered to Rita Glesman. She done hired him to kill Yak. <laughs> that took me a second. Like, when I was like, 
Hire, I mean, to kill Yak. <laughs> what are you talking? And then I was like, oh, you shortened his name. Okay. And he ain't coming back. Oh, fuck. Okay, go ahead. No, Poen didn't know it. <laughs> okay. So they take Vladimir to the station to, like, ask him some questions, figure out what the fuck he was doing with these bodies. Like, <laughs> yeah. who is it? Like, all that. You know, and in that process, too, is when they found out who the car was registered to. So they get the medical examiner down at the river. And the medical examiner is trying to figure out, like, what all this is. And the medical examiner's like, I don't even know how many bodies this is because there's so many pieces. So they get a translator there. And Vladimir says that he is a physicist who has only been in the U.S. for a year. And, well, a little, like a year and a half. And that he works at ECI for his cousin, Rita. Oh, shit. And that the body in the bags is Yaakov. Damn. So he said that together they waited on him to come home. And in his, his apartment, like he, they waited in the little entryway, came in the door, hit him with the axe and the hatchet. Rita's the one that hit him with the axe. And then they dragged him into the bathroom and they chopped him up into 67 pieces. Shit. When they asked, like, why did you chop him up so much? Vladimir's quote was that he was a big man and too big to get out the door. Whoa. So You know what? One, don't body shame. <laughs> no, he wasn't like, he just was a big, like, he was like tall and a big guy. Like, not like fat. He wasn't fat. Uh, I mean, even if he was, don't body shame. <laughs> two, that's really gross. <laughs> 67 fucking pieces. Ugh. Yeah. So they, of course, charge him with murder. They go into the apartment and they start searching and they find nothing. They can't find any fingerprints. They can't find any hair. They do their little tests with the chemicals. They cannot find any blood in the carpet. Nothing. And so they also couldn't find Rita. And so they're like, fuck, she's missing. Like, what if Vladimir killed her, too? Yeah. Like, she was probably another victim. And so they start looking for her. Can't find her. Six days later, there was an isolated cabin in Jersey. And this cleaning lady goes in to clean it. And she comes, on, comes in on Rita in the cabin. And Rita jumps out the window to, to flee. And a security guard driving by catches her and, like, takes her in. Because he's like, who's that naked woman in a mink coat? <laughs> it's kind of my style. <laughs> it puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> okay. So, Rita says that she was on the run because the Russian mafia killed her husband and she was like, I, I had to get the fuck out of there. And so, I mean, would have been believable had it not been her fucking cousin. Well, and the cabin that they found her in was owned by a company that her husband used to work for. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like this like rando cabin. Yeah. And then her car had a stolen license plate on it. And there were travel <laughs> books from Switzerland and Australia that were in the car she had her passport and, like, airline information on flights to Switzerland. But she's like, I'm running from the mafia. hmm But they use her phone records 
and figure out that mm -mm, you started running before, like, he, he well, no, because she was, according oh, she to was Vladimir, there. she was there. But, like, she started running before any of this happened. Mm. Like, as soon as what would have been him dead, mm -hmm. she hits the road. And so they're like, um. Yeah. Mm-mm. And had plans and was working on, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the laws in, I think this, in New York, was that you can't just try someone or arrest someone based on another witness's testimony. Like, they can't just be like, look, Vladimir said you did it, so you're under arrest. Right. You know, because there was no physical evidence in the apartment. Like, how the fuck there was none, there was none. And so they're like, we, we cannot charge her with murder because there's no fucking evidence. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, okay, we got to, like the district attorney stuff, they're like, okay, we got to do some digging. Like we got to figure out how we can get her because we can't just charge her with murder. Yeah. So what they ended up doing was charging her with violating the Violence Against Women Act, which is actually a non-gender specific act with act. <laughs> I mean, he's going to act you. Um, but it, so what it is, is it makes it criminal to cross state lines with the intention of injuring or intimidating your spouse or partner. So since Rita traveled from Jersey, where she lived, to New York, to his apartment to kill him, mm. they were able to charge her with the Violence Against Women Act, which was a federal offense. Oh, shit. She was the first woman to ever be charged under this act. Wow. She and, loved making headlines. Mm -hmm. And she was the first person to ever be charged with murder under this act. Oh. So they go to trial, and I forget. I think they said that the state brought, like, 96 witnesses against her. They had private investigators that she had hired to do like the mm. cameras and all that, the pictures and all that. But that in that, she was asking them to do like, not to like take him out, but to take him out, you know, mm -hmm. like get rid of the girl, do all, you know, all these different things. I can't remember exactly what it is. Some I made all that last part up, but <laughs> she had asked these private investigators to do shitty things. Okay. Yeah. Of course I'm blanking on what it was. Hypothetically. Um, allegedly. No. So, but like, of course, like the star witness was Vladimir. Mm -hmm. He said that Rita had helped him immigrate to the United States and work at her company. And so she had, so basically he felt like he owed her everything. Yeah. Cause he had, he was married and had one or two kids. Gosh. And um, she told him that because of the divorce and Yakov going to try to take the company that mm. if he if they got the divorce that Vladimir would lose his job, he would have to leave the states. Wow. Like all these things. And so he was like, I, I have to help her mm -hmm. or I'm gonna have to go I'm gonna have to go back to Russia. Yeah. So he said that that together they plotted to kill her husband. That she had, she was the one that took him to Home Depot to buy the axe and, <laughs> yeah, and, like, the garbage bag, all that stuff. Of course, I just found in my notes where, uh, and by found, I mean, just got to the part where the stuff that she, so she was telling, asking the PIs to, like, plant cocaine on his girlfriend mm. and then, like, 
she was they nobody nobody ever did it, but that's what and then asking them to like threaten and blackmail like his other family members so that Damn. he you know, just Ruthless. shit like that. Mm-hmm. She's worried about the Russian mafia. We need to be worrying about fucking Rita. <laughs> On April thirtieth, nineteen ninety seven, Rita was sentenced to life in prison. After she was convicted on federal charges of interstate domestic violence resulting in death. Wow. She appealed, saying that her conviction was unconstitutional and was denied. So -mm. she's spending life in prison. So that's it. I wonder what happened to her mink coat. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) In my head, because they're from Jersey, Real Housewives of Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. Melissa Gorga, she sings a song, and it goes, on display, on display. And so I was like, her mink coat's on display. Anyway, okay, that's what I was doing in my head, but I was like, nobody's going to get that but me unless you watch Real Housewives of Jersey, which you didn't watch that. I knew you, I know you do kind of now, but you didn't watch that season where yeah. she was, like, going to be a pop star. Yeah. I don't watch it anymore either. After the one, that couple went to jail, I don't watch it. Mm. Shit's going down in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Look, that story to me was like not even full circle is not what I want to say, but it just went from like this like amazing love story. Mm-hmm. They found each other in college. They're both so smart and went through all of this turmoil and trauma of being separated and she fought so hard against the fucking soviet union and won right and got him out like worked with the un in you know like all these things and they got together they were together you know got back together and raised the child may lived the fucking american dream made millions Money is the root of all evil. But I would like to give it a shot. <laughs> I mean, can I please spend 90000 in a month? Like, you know how people are like, money can't buy you happiness? Oh, it can definitely buy you happiness. It just won't stay forever. Yeah. I if mean, you spend 90000 in a month. I mean, I could certainly be a whole lot happier mm-hmm. with money than without. Yeah. But, and then it just went south and it ended up in fucking murder and yeah. like not just murder like gruesome fucking murder yeah and also the dumbest fucking murder plot i've ever heard of oh in my, my life God, terrible like you're gonna use be so your, smart you're gonna use your car to dump the body. you're gonna dump the body like because like, and your how cousin I'm, how i'm picturing is like broad fucking daylight yes. because, on a holiday uh, right i mean it's easter go easter egg hunt I mean, eat your bunnies. You're supposed to have ones, to have, ones. you know, for, <laughs> <laughs> where I mean, we're in Mississippi, y'all. <laughs> I was Let me gonna, be clear. Yeah. The hollow kind. I was just going to say, this is the time that you have elastic pants on. Mm-hmm. You fall asleep at like three o'clock in the afternoon until mm-hmm. you wake up for seconds. You got your ham. Yeah. Dressing, stuffing, whatever you no, like. we don't. I don't think we do that. What do we eat? I can't remember what we eat on Easter. Oh, on Easter? No, we always do that. You know what? I Damn. was thinking it was Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> I mean, I still have stretchy pants on for Easter. Oh, absolutely, fucking lutely, because you're eating your chocolate, mm-hmm. Cadbury bunny eggs. 
the best. The, the OG kind too. Yeah. The cream, not the oh, other the ones. Caramel, I mean, I, I'll gross. eat them. No, they're uh-uh. not gross. Okay, don't no, go that They far. are gross. Original all the way. If you can't give me original, and not the mini eggs. The mini eggs are okay. Mm-mm. But the OG. The OG the big, big ones. ones. Yes. It took, I did not have one of those until 2009, 2010. What? Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew, I saw this fucking uh, commercial that they those still are use. so fucking terrible commercials. Mm-hmm. They still use from like 1970. Mm-hmm. Rita was probably behind the scenes going, yeah, it looks like my mink coat. <laughs> Do that one. But um, <laughs> anyway, I can't, you know, dog with the bone here. Um <laughs> <laughs> Wishing it was a Cadbury egg. But anyway, so we were in Dollar General, shout out, and Jill was like, oh, those are so good. And I'm like, but don't they look like real eggs inside? That just looks gross to me. She was like, try it. Girl, I am made up from all that lost time. <laughs> I'm like, hello? Mm-hmm. They are so good. I can only eat like one. Okay, two. At a time, because they really are that sweet. Yeah, they're very rich, but I can definitely eat more than two. No, I can eat two, because it'll hurt my stomach. True. Uh, long-term thinking here, because you know I buy the things with like six in them. You're playing a long game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. I mean, it's got to last me two days. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I can only eat two a day. I just said in, in a, a sitting. City. <laughs> Five minutes apart. No. <laughs> I don't know. I This one, I just was like, okay. I just feel like this was so many big things. Like it's, yeah, it's a very short kind of like one off type thing. But again, she just they they were this power couple mm-hmm. that beat the Soviet Union, came here, lived the dream. Well, it's kind of like you know when people say, "Okay, I did this. Now what?" Yeah, and it's like they did all of these huge things. Mm-hmm. What else do they have when they're alone? They're not fulfilled because... But he was, though, because no, he, he wasn't. Was, yes, he... In his career, I think that he was. I mean, he was yeah, like... Yeah, in his career, but not in his life. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because she wasn't fulfilled, so he wasn't fulfilled. True. Well, but... He, and he... You know, that's the thing, too, is that he was like this brilliant cancer researcher mm-hmm. that was making strides in the field, you know, very well known. Yeah. All of these things. And then it just... Fucking south. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you go to extremes like that, like she went on a fucking hunger strike, didn't have a Cadbury egg, <laughs> like nothing. Like, I feel like I would resent him, especially when he had that affair. Be like, I fucking starved for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that's why she fucking snapped. She hasn't made it past her fucking hunger strike. Yeah. You know? And then to be like, you're fucking... You're fucking someone else? Right. I licked shit off the sidewalk. <laughs> and it was caviar. Uh-uh. And then she was the first woman charged with that violence against women. You know, interstate yeah. violence. That's, like, she was definitely a she headline maker. She was a go-getter, maker. yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Is she still alive? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I should write her and be like... Do you miss your mink coat? What happened to it? Asking for a friend. <laughs> I'm assuming it went to her son. Oh, shit. Is he single? That was a good one. Thank you. So I know you've heard the phrase, it was so silent, it was deafening. Mm-hmm. 
So I want you to picture it. Okay. You're outdoors, surrounded by a dense forest. So the foliage is so thick, the trees so tall and so close, it's as though they are tightly tangled together, which allows little to no sunlight to penetrate. So you're there, middle of the day, but it's as dark as night, and you hear absolute silence around you. The only sound you can hear, in fact, is your own breath. Would that be much-needed solitude, or would that be torture? That would be heaven. Ugh, that would Just be kidding. torture for yeah, me. Yeah, it would be torture. Oh, God. I mean, like, I don't want, like, a chatty Cathy with me, but I also <laughs> need something. Unless I'm asleep, then I'd be in heaven. No. Let's be honest, I would be asleep. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, it's 2 o'clock, but there's no sun out. Time for a nap. <laughs> this is what heaven, heaven does exist. This is what it's like to be a bear. <laughs> Get me a little long winter's nap. Oh, God. Rip Van. No, what's his name? Rip Van Winkle? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Whatever. Okay. So since 1950s, hundreds of Japanese businessmen, students, and housewives have wandered into that exact forest with no intention of ever walking back out. What? Is this a suicide forest? I think I've heard of this. <laughs> yes. Is that really it? Yes! <laughs> so... I want to take a moment and say that it can be triggering what yeah. I'm about to talk about. Yeah, um, and I don't mean like, yes, suicide. Yeah, it's just macabre and mm-hmm. interesting. So I will be discussing suicide, and I don't want anyone to be affected negatively by this. So if you think you're susceptible to this type of information. In the episode. Yeah. You already got the best story anyway. Exactly. (laughs) JK. I mean, Carrie and I, we want you to know, one, that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you're helpless, hopeless, you're not. Help is out there. So if you are feeling that way, please, please, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That number is one 800 Two seven three eight two five five, and we will also put that in the show notes. What she said, <laughs> but seriously. But if you're around, you can hear me jarble this uh, fucking name. Oh, <laughs> is it a Japanese name? Yes. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait for that. Oh, okay. In all seriousness, though, I completely agree with everything she said. That if you are having these feelings of desperation or that there's no hope, please reach out and get help because it's available and it can be anonymous. Mm -hmm. Just please get the help that you need. And it's available 24 seven. Yes. So like Carrie, of course, guest, of course, it is a suicide forest also known as Aoki Gahara forest. Have you talked about this before? Not, like, the story, but, like, touched on it? Um, Maybe not on the podcast. Probably in real, real life. life because I'll I get to it later. But Okay. So, okay. This is located at the northwestern base of Mount Fuji in Japan. It's, like, two hours away from Tokyo. Okay. It is 12 square miles long. It's also been called Jakai, and that means Sea of Trees. 
And it's because the forest, when you are halfway up Mount Fuji, looking down on it, it's these huge trees at different heights. And it's pretty much green all year round up at the top. Mm-hmm. And it kind of looks like an ocean when the wind is going through the through the treetops. And so it says it looks like waves. Mm-hmm. And so that's where they got Sea of Trees. Gotcha. So it sounds really fucking peaceful. And it is. It just need, also has the darkness, too. All I need is a hammock <laughs> and a good breeze and some socks. And some Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'd kick those off. <laughs> Long sleeve pants and socks, and I'm oh set. God. Okay. Okay. So, Aoki Gahara. I hope I'm not doing that really horribly, but okay. So, it was created by a volcanic eruption of Mount Fuji in 864. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So, when that happened, it pretty much left Japan's rulers awestruck and. They were inspired to worship the volcano as a god because it was this huge eruption. I wonder if there had ever been an eruption. I don't know. So with that, them thinking the volcano is a god, they also say when you walk in this isolated place, all the nature around you and stuff, it is kind of spiritual. But also, it's like very beautiful, very spiritual but also very eerie mm-hmm. at the same time and i think those two kind of coincide all the time yeah you know when something is so ethereal or whatever you can also look at it as having a darker undertone too yeah i can see that but like i said the foliage is so freaking thick like you can go middle of the day once you enter it at certain parts it's dark The sun cannot penetrate through the treetops. Golly. Yeah. And it's because the roots, everything on the bottom is like hardened hardened lava. So the roots can't go deep. So it just grows up and out. Mm -hmm. So it's really treacherous. And that means that the trees kind of grow crooked and they tangle and all Mm. of this. So it just makes for such a... Dense forest. And a sprained ankle waiting to happen. Oh, for sure. For sure. How many times do you think I'd fall walking through there? Oh, my God. A lot. A lot. I fall all the time. A lot. And then if I have you down, oh, Lord, I'm not. (laughs) I'd be like, just stick a fork in me. We're done. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) There are trails that you can walk on. However, once you go off of there... Off of the trails, it's really easily to get lost. It's really easy to sprain an ankle, mm-hmm. all of that. So it's not one that you would just want to go be like, oh, let's go walk on a Sunday. Let's go to this forest. Yeah. Just because it's it's almost where, like, you're not supposed to go in. You know, yeah. like, where it's just too grown up and just too dangerous. Yeah. And from how the lava was and everything it does have caves <gasps> yeah i don't know why that was such a reaction to that but <laughs> i just wasn't expecting it but some of those are down further and so that even makes it more rocky and mm-hmm. more uneven yeah and in some spots it's almost like 
a quicksand like hollow spot like oh, if you God. step at a certain time because you know at, yeah. it's eroded some or whatever it's yeah. just i mean keep your eyes peeled when you're here also though on your hammock and all that it would not be that pleasant because wind actually doesn't go through at the lower part because it is so, so tightly uh-uh. mm-hmm. it would be so hot and muggy so steel yeah so they said that one visitor described the silence as chasms of emptiness she said i cannot emphasize enough the absence of sound my breath sounded like a roar so can you imagine like even when our headphones like the sound to go out for a second and we're like what like because yeah. it's just like an absence of sound because yeah. we always hear static or right whatever and when it happens we're like what <laughs> can you imagine that being all around you no but you're outside I, like no because like i can't even process it yeah you know like we talked about at the beginning when you're like yes it is just so mysterious it's so macabre and we're drawn to learn more about it because mm-hmm. <clears throat> there's something about it that has a pull yeah. You know, like there's, you know, and, and so it's like you want to know more about that pool mm-hmm. for people. Yeah. You want to understand it. Yeah. So to play on what you just said, mm. it said that people go there to commit suicide and the ones who decide not to take their life, they claim that they were drawn to the forest to commit the act. Really? So, like literally just what you said. Changeling, she knows everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's been called the perfect place to die. It's actually the second most popular place to commit suicide. Do you know the first? Mm -hmm. What bridge? Golden Gate Bridge. That's what I thought. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. It wasn't, that wasn't a pop quiz, by the way. I was like seeing what it was for real. Well, you knew it was a bridge. Well, I assumed. So at least 500 of the people who have walked in have not wandered out. (gasps) I wonder how many of those are actually suicide and how many were people who got lost. Right. It said that each year it increases between like 10 or 30 each year. Damn. Recently, those numbers increased with a record of 78 suicides in 2002. In 2003, the record was beaten with 105 bodies discovered. What? After that, the government stopped reporting what they saw because they didn't want it to glorify it. Yeah. And to, like, tell, you know. Yeah. Suicide is... Also, the leading cause of death for Japanese men between the ages of 20 and 44. Holy shit. Yeah. And now it's looking like it's becoming an epidemic with the teens. No. And also, maybe surprisingly to you, for the elderly, it's a problem too. That's not surprising, actually. Because of so many people are so scared of death and so scared of suffering. That that doesn't surprise me. Well, it said that Japanese life insurance, for the most part, still pays out in suicide cases. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, like you're saying, I don't want to suffer. I want my family to be able to benefit from this. Mm -hmm. It's almost like 
the best of both worlds right. in their mind. Right. And I wonder, like, how much of it is cultural in that, like, again, kind of going back to John List and stuff, how he killed his family because he had lost his job and kind of that prideful mm-hmm. thing. I wonder how much of it with the Japanese culture is, like, pride of not disappointing your family with uh, with yeah. other things. I mean, not, not necessarily, like, money or mm-hmm. just what have you. And so that's why that is one of the highest forms of death for that age range. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It said that suicide or self-inflicted death, it doesn't carry the same stigma as it does here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Because, I'm going to do this really bad, but seppuku okay seppuku 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 i don't know that was the samurai's ritual uh of suicide and that was thought to be honorable yeah you know and they've veered away from that a little bit but it's still that's their history yeah and also with the businessmen at their like yearly their fiscal end Mm -hmm. is when a lot of their suicides occur Mm -hmm. because of that because they weren't as successful as Mm -hmm. they had hoped or yep god that's so sad so sad and you know it's just like not all the time but most of the time it's self-imposed standards standards yeah couldn't think of the word but you know where your family will still love you Mm -hmm. you know and you even might get in a fight but yeah. it's going to pass. You know, like, they still accept you. Like, don't let yourself get in the way of your life. I know. We always tell, well, I always tell my nephews and, well, what will be my niece when she's not one year old. But, <laughs> you know, like, there's no, literally the only thing that you could do. No, there's literally nothing. I mean, it would be a process if they, like, did something to my parents or my sisters, you know. Yeah. But... I really don't think there's anything that they could do to make me not love them, you yeah. know, yeah, and support and well, them. Even, like, Charity Lee from your last thing. Right. She loved him. She was scared of him and wanted him to be punished. But, but she, she still, still loved and him. And she still supported him and she still saw him. And, and fought she, for him, fought for his rights and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I like to think that that's how I would be. Yeah, depending on the thing. Like, I mean, I do. I joke whenever I tell them that. I'm like, unless you, like, hurt my mom and then I will cut you. But right, that's what I was about to say. Like, if my mama was not dead and someone affected my mama in any way, you're dead to me. Yeah. And if you affect her in a bad, like, a real bad way, you're really dead. You're dead dead. Yeah. Not just to me, to everybody. And I wouldn't cut you up in 64 little bits and throw you in the river. I mean, we true crime junkies here. We know. Mm Mm-hmm. That's we got not a threat. Little... That's not anything. Just joking. Love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, big brother that's listening. We're just kidding. We're not going to murder anyone. Yeah. Okay. So death by hanging <gasps> is the most popular method. Yeah. I don't think I couldn't do that. No. And the second is poisoning, usually by drug overdose, like not by accident. You know, it is usually life-threatening drugs or yeah. that kind of Life-ending drugs, I should say. They say if you visit the suicide forest, you may find old maps, personal effects, ropes hanging from trees, and nooses scattered on the floor from people who have committed suicide. 
or died by suicide. And their bodies have been recovered, but all their belongings were left. Oh, my God. So people taking their lives is so common that at the very beginning, like when you enter the forest, there are signs and translated. I'm not going to try to yeah, learn Japanese right now. Tried to do like two words already and you saw how that ended. <laughs> <laughs> but they say... Life is an important thing that we receive from our parents. Think once more about your parents, your siblings, your children. Don't suffer alone. Please talk to someone. And these are also posted throughout the forest. So with the mystery and the macabre thing, it is rooted in folklore and stuff too. The forest has a historic associated association with demons (gasps) From Japanese mythology, and it's said to be haunted by angry spirits of people who were left there to die. Japanese spiritualists believe that the suicides committed there, with it being so dense that it's hard for their souls to escape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it is basically just almost like purgatory. Yeah. And it just keeps festering, you know? And so it's just a lot, which complicates more because some say demons make it hard for you, like spirits, angry spirits, all of that make it hard for you to tell your directions and stuff. Mm -hmm. But also because the rich deposits of magnetic iron in the Mm -hmm. volcanic soil, it completely... Annihilate cell phone usages, mm-hmm. compasses, <gasps> anything like that. I wonder how they made the paths then. Probably, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like breadcrumbs, though. Like, you can always get back to where you were because you just follow your path you just made. Yeah. Well, I talk about that a little bit later, too. Okay. So, <laughs> again, w- this is the thing. Carrie tells you exactly what I'm about to say <laughs> right before I say it. I'm I telling don't mean you, to. She has a... Third eye. Don't we all? Yeah, but you're in tune with it. Well, last time, remember when I was talking about Shadow Men or whatever, and you were like, oh, my God, because that person had said we had, like, eight eyes or whatever, and you're like, in the back of your head. Do you not remember this? No. You did. You're making fun of him. So Japanese officials say, look, shit's going to go down here. You're not going to be able to use anything you think you're going to be able to use. Mm -hmm. So when you go in, use colored tape. And like you said, Hansel and Gretel this out. Mm -hmm. Leave it marked. Like keep a trail going. One woman claimed that her tape was deliberately cut (gasps) and it left her lost in the woods for a long time. She made it out. But she said that she believes it was one of the demons or the angry spirits who cut her tape because it wasn't like pulled on a tree or anything. It was like a smooth cut. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. And so she said that she thinks the angry spirits did it because they wanted her to to die. die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, new development. She's just going to say what I say when I say it. Changeling, she knows everything. 
Episode 30, where Carrie is a psychic. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to not say anything else. <laughs> and also a ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because you're like making my mouth move oh, at the same I time. Like, I don't get it. Oh, shit. Who's the dummy now? <laughs> get it? Uh-huh. So in 1960, Japanese writer, I'm not going to say his first name, Matsumoto he released a tragic novel. I'm not going to say the name because, again, Japanese. Mm-hmm. It was about a heartbroken lover. They retreat to the Sea of Trees, which is this forest, mm-hmm. to end their life. And it's a woman. And so it's romantic and all this imagery. And so, again, it romanticizes. Mm-hmm. That she couldn't live without her true love and blah, 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 blah. Which, again, if you're feeling that way and something says that and you're like, yes, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. yeah. So also with this, there was a complete suicide manual. (gasps) Mm -hmm, That was in the book. No. Oh, in another book, though. That's really what it was called, like translated. It's where it said this was the perfect place to die. And so that book and the manual have been found no. in the abandoned possessions of various visitors. Gosh. Yeah. Those books, though, were not the start of it, like, of that yeah. legacy of the darkness. It Historically, it was known as a place where monks would go and starve themselves to death. <gasps> One monk did it, and then it became, like, the destination to do that. Like, yeah. I'm going to protest this way at this spot. That would be a horrible way to go. I, you have no sidewalk to lick the shit from. <laughs> <laughs> you just have a trail. You have a trail and you have no sound. Like you have no bustling New York City sidewalk to Mm-mm. people watch. Mm-mm. I bet that you would go much quicker, though. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I bet they don't even starve themselves to death in that way. Like, it would be where they die by suicide before they actually starve themselves. But how, though? I bet, I no, I bet they do. Really? Mm-hmm. But I think that they probably, they may, like, as part of their weakness and all of that from the lack of food... Yeah. Not like emotional. I mean, like actual physical weakness from yeah. no nutrients. I wonder if they go quicker from the elements. Mm, yeah, true. So that's what I guess I meant yeah. by quicker. All right. Also, Abasute, mm-hmm. I think, is something in history that would happen. It is like, it's basically euthanasia. Where it translates to abandoning the old woman. And so it wasn't like a common practice, but during famine and stressful times, the family would be like, we have so many mouths to feed, where the parents and the elders would try to go without, but they would eat, you know, smaller portions Mm -hmm. to try to get their kids to have... More than enough. Yeah. Yeah. But 
if they didn't have enough, they would take their elders who lived with them and would drop them off in this forest to die. Oh my God. Because it's remote, mm-hmm. you know, it's tricky, you know, it's hard to walk on. It's, you know, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. What's the wildlife like? I will get to that later. And it's not the next sentence either. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it wasn't that they did this so they can commit suicide. They did this, but they would die of dehydration, starvation, and expose- exposure. What's the weather like? Can I get to this? <laughs> Damn. Everyone else was like, yeah, yeah, tell me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to ask that a second ago when I said, we were talking about like the monks and stuff, and I said mm-hmm. the elements or whatever. I was going to be like, what's the, like, you know, is it hot? Is it cold? Is it Sorry, snowy? Man. Is it, you know, I don't know. With the trees, like, I'm picturing like no wind, no, what you said, but. Anyway, tell me more. (laughs) Now, some say that was just grim folklore, that that didn't happen. But we all know there's a little truth behind everything. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's the forest of abandonment. Yeah. Almost, you know, of your life, of loved ones, of everything. Of fucking sound. (laughs) That's what I can't get over. According to Japanese folklore, also, the ghosts who have committed suicide, they wander the forest in limbo, and they say, anytime you enter this forest, you're at risk for not coming out because of these ghosts. Oh, my gosh. Just like that woman who said that her... Her tape had been cut. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you can say all day long, oh, I have this tape and I'm going to get out. What if something just randomly happens? Yeah. Or say another person has this exact color tape as you mm-hmm. or something. I thought about that, too. I was like, dang. They need to do, like, you know how in, like, really big hospitals and stuff, they'll have, like, tile colored tiles that you follow? Mm-hmm. They need to do that to the trails. Right. And, I mean, some people have yarn and stuff. It's not all just tape, mm-hmm. but it's all just... Can you imagine going into this place and just seeing all of these? No. Like, just weird things, Mm -hmm. you know? But because of all the folklore and stuff, locals and especially children, they do not commit suicide in this forest because of all the stories. It's mostly... Tourists and stuff? or uh, Tourists, but also people, like, from Tokyo and, Mm -hmm. you know... Places like gotcha, that, gotcha, but gotcha. just, like, the people right around. Gotcha. It's this, like, foreboding place and yeah, Good all of this. It. I mean, obviously, I'm sure some people still do, but it's just that scary place. Yeah. Like, fucking Slender Man lives here. Yeah. You know? Oh, God, yeah. He probably does. Oh, God. He's probably as tall as the trees. Oh. Let's not talk about him. <laughs> so, like I said, the children are told it's a scary forest, you know, like, The boogeyman lives here. Don't go in there or you'll never get out. But they do, they do go into the paths, but it's not into the woods. Like you can go like right 
in the beginning, you know, like just a little bit, like mm-hmm. uh, into it and then not. Which, and if you tell the kids that and you have them scared, it's almost like keep your hands inside the ride. Yeah. You know, and people do. You're like, I don't want my hands to be cut off. I don't want yeah. that boogeyman to get me if I get off the trail. Right. But some people believe that even if you go in there, the demonic entities will get you, you know, like have, like sink their teeth into you and pull you Mm. into it. So even if you're just in the parking lot and you're like, I might go in, it's like you said, you're drawn to it or you're like, no, I really should go in or it's not going to happen to me. I'll just go in and take a look around. Yeah. People often report hearing screams. They say they are blood-curdling screams, unnatural screams, and they're said to be made by the Yuri. Again, I hope I'm saying that right. A writer from the Japan Times told of an incident where he heard a terrifying scream in the forest. And again, you can't hear anything. And so if you do hear a scream, it's... It's deafening. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so booming and, like, cuts through you. Yeah. He said when he went to search for the source of the noise, he came across the body of a man, and he was at the base of a tree. He was kind of in the fetal position and just kind of like a quick examination, you know, like not touching him, but just looking. He had been dead for some time. And definitely could not have been the source of the scream, Mm -hmm. but it came from his location. And the guy said it might have been his spirit, Mm. you know? Yeah. Um, Which is so sad. With, like, paranormal happenings, there have been some hikers that say they see a Buddhist monk inside the forest. And he is known to kind of, he tries to talk them out. Of committing suicide. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's in one location he's seen throughout. And some say he's a ghost or a Yuri, which is almost the same thing. It's the same thing, but you'll see in a minute. Other people have reported feeling being watched when they hike inside the forest. There's no apparent reason There's not a whole lot of wildlife just actively about during the day, but it's still like that foreboding feeling, like someone's watching me. So, okay, more about yuris. In Japanese culture, if a person dies in a deep sense of hatred, anger, sadness, or desire for revenge, their soul can't leave this world and it continues to wander it appears to people affected by the spell or who crosses their path. So basically anyone, you know, right. they're called Yuri and they can be found in many modern cultural references, such as movies, like The Grudge, mm-hmm. all of that. So unlike our idea of ghosts where we're like, they have something specific before they can cross over, you, you know... Have to complete your life's mission. You have to. Unfinished business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Before you can rest in peace. They want nothing in particular. They. 
well, it is in particular, but not. It's like, I need my curse removed or conflicts resolved, but it can be several. It can be a fucking plethora of shit instead of like one singular. Mm-hmm. Like, Billy has to pick me up from the prom. Yeah. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of the dark? So, like I said, it's widely believed that the forest is haunted by Yuri. Okay, so in our beliefs, ghost, it takes a lot of effort to knock in response, to mm-hmm. make floorboards, floor, <laughs> floorboards creak. <laughs> the floorboards underneath you. The floorboards creak to make a moaning sound, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It's like harness this energy, yeah. drain this battery. With all of that, it's usually harmless. You know, it's just these sounds, whatever. So their goal is to contact the living again to try to complete whatever yeah. it is. I mean, some are bad, and we've done stories on those types and whatnot. But in general, just ghost. That's what this falls under, not like demonic Yeah. blah, blah, blah. But Yuri, they are entirely different beast. They're both tied by strong emotions and whatnot, but they are usually depicted in the same way. They say that they're usually women dressed in white with long black hair. Again, think of the grudge. Mm-hmm. They're predominantly thought to be women because the Japanese believe that women experience deeper and stronger emotions. And so their spirits would turn in to women. Mm-hmm. Um, like all spirits. Mm-hmm. Like all. Okay. Yeah. Japanese also believe that there's not like Shinto doesn't have a heaven or a hell the same way we do. When a person dies, their soul leaves the body and enters, like you said, a purgatory. Mm-hmm. When the proper funeral rites have been given, the soul can go to the ancestors and become like a protective spirit. Mm-hmm. However, if the proper rites are not performed or if they die by suicide or murder, their soul may become a Yuri only because it, again, wasn't properly mm-hmm. buried. And so if they did get murdered and haven't been found yeah. when their soul is gone, it's right there in this state. Also, I listened to the Homance and Spellcast. Mm-hmm. It was called Spellmance, I think. Cute. And it was their little crossover episode. And Courtney's partner, he uses really big words. And Nicole was like, I bet you're really good at Scrabble. <laughs> um, because, yeah, he pulls out some, I mean, he knows what a fucking prime number is. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he said this word today, and I had never heard it. And then when I was doing some last minute research, I found something that did use that word. Use this word. And Dang. I was like, the frick? I know what this is. I'm so smart. Now I'm going to butcher it when I say it, but I know what it means. But where our ghost, they're usually translucent or, you know, like it was a head and shoulders, but their body was no longer there. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. The Yuri, they, the word is 
they are more corporable. Nope. Corporal. Corporal, I think is how he says it. And it just means like solid body. Okay. So they have no problem interacting with the world because you might not even know they're dead. Right. Not like how we say it in our time that it was an apparition. Right. So that just, with this monk who could be a Yuri. He also could be a person. mm -hmm. He could also, yeah. Yeah. They can be dangerous because they seek vengeance. If you wrong them in their life, they're coming back. And it says little can be done to stop them. Again, think of the grudge. Yeah. The ring. Like all of this shit is scary shit and nothing's going to stop them. Like they have to do this to reach, to get out of that purgatory. Mm -hmm. Though I will say that some say that the Yuri can be like peaceful. They can be motherly figures that come back to watch over their children or they might come back to keep like a business appointment some kind of obligation. It said, while they might be frightening to people who happen to bump into them. Oh, my God. These types are largely harmless. But could you imagine, like, uh, Carrie, what are you doing here? Oh, we had a podcast episode. Right. Tonight we record. (laughs) All of that to say, that is what is believed to be roaming in this forest. Mm -hmm. And because of the strong emotions that are tied to their death. So here's where I feel like is the really sad part. Oh. Mm-hmm. How sad is this about to get? Sad and, I don't know, just terrible. But since 1970, there have been annual searches held. Oh. And so there are volunteers who patrol the area. And it's not intended to rescue right. people. I mean, if they do... Even better that they can, you know, help guide them out of the Mm -hmm. forest, help them with whatever. But they are intended to recover the remains. God. Police and volunteers trek all over to bring the bodies back to civilization for the proper burial. Yeah. So here's where it gets like... The people who find them, or forest workers, not just the volunteers, but, Mm. like, police, forest workers, they have to carry the bodies back to the local police station where they're put in a a special room used to house the suicide victims, their corpses. And it's because they believe if the corpse is left alone, it's very bad luck, and Yuri can then come back and haunt them. Mm. And it said, like, if no one's there, their their spirits will scream throughout the night. And again, it's that blood-curdling yeah. scream. And that their bodies will move on their own. So it's like someone has to be there to... Is it? Can it be, like, another body? Or it has to be, like, a like It a has live... to be a live person. Okay. So... They have, like, a watchman on them, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they say that they play... Basically, rock, paper, scissors to figure out who has to sleep in the corpses. Yeah. So, locals say they can easily spot three different types of visitors to the forest. One who, like, one type is people who are interested in, like, the caves and just, like, the scenic part of it. 
Because, again, it's at the base of Mount Fuji. Yeah. Which is, like... Amazing. Yeah. People like us, rubberneckers, mm-hmm. <laughs> who's going to be like, oh, I'm going in here for the scenic thing. And it's like, got my camera, got this, like... Yeah. You know, got a fucking Ouija board in the back. No, that ain't us. That ain't us, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But you know. And we'd be like, got my golf cart. <laughs> oh, I can't... Beep, beep. I can't go up in here. Oh, no. And then we like, get... A quarter of an inch into the forest, and because of all that magnetic lava shit you said, our battery would go. Uh huh. But there is a like a place like a diner. There, that's where we would go. Are you serious? Yeah, it's right before you get into the forest, mm-hmm. and it's not like ooh the diner of this. It's an like a national forest, and yeah. so which I'll talk about this in a little bit, but people go on trips there mm-hmm. because, to the forest they just don't necessarily go to this section yes and it's like it's usually deeper in and again mm-hmm. it's off the trail right so third kind of person is the people who don't plan on returning god that's so sad yeah they said they have learned that if you bring a tent into the forest that suggests doubt and so that means that you're planning on staying there a few days to like contemplate your life and, mm-hmm. you know, the meaning and purpose and. Yeah, just, oh, I can't think of, but like how, like, what is finite. it? Finite. Yeah, finite. I was going to say finite. <laughs> no. So they say, I mean, again, there are people who camp again, mm-hmm. like the Kimberly Kellys of. <laughs> I know, I was I was totally thinking <laughs> about her earlier. Yeah, she's in our Creepinati and our group, but she loves to hike and stuff. Mm-mm. She doesn't understand. Stay out of the forest. So the Kimberly Kellys do exist, but usually if you're bringing in a tent, it's like a 50-50 of what's going to happen. that's so sad. Yep. And they say that people are on prevention patrol, and if they see campers like that, they try to gently speak with them and try to, you know, get them to leave you know, and just, again, just be there. Mm-hmm. Be a listening ear. Be an unbiased party. Some Offer some compassion. Yeah. Like I said before about the diner thing, not everyone who goes there is going for death. Or even to that section of the forest. Yeah. Yeah. They say that, again, it has gorgeous views of Mount Fuji. It has a distinctive lava plateau. It has 300-year-old trees, and then it has an ice cave. <gasps> yeah. So that's like a huge tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. Schools go on trips here. You know, like, again, it's on the trail part. It's very guided with that. Mm-hmm. And locals use that boogeyman scare tactic to keep them on that trail. Right. To not want to look sideways and see what they see. Right. Which, I mean, it's good because it is easily. Yeah, but I feel like it could be the opposite, too, though. You use those scared and you're going to have, like, the 15-year-old kids that are like, let's go see if that's real. Also, about the the wildlife and stuff, they say that it's a gold mine for flora and fauna. And it's filled with mammals such as the Asian black bear, deer, fox, mice, bats, rabbits, birds and beetles and it's like things that 
should not be there. You know, it'll be things that should not be able to grow in that climate. But because of the lava mm-hmm. and all of that, it is so rich in nutrients that shit thrives. Are you sure you've never told me this story before? Yeah, I'm sure. But a lot of the animals are nocturnal mm-hmm. and stuff. So even though it's dark, they're not always just round about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is what... I might have told you about, I don't know. And of course, I go long-winded on everything. And so I might have told you about this, but I don't think so. But in 2018, the year of now, Mm -hmm. in January, a douche nugget named Logan Paul. He's a YouTuber. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he made the video and he had a dead body hanging in the tree behind him. Yes. And was just like, whoa, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's like the worst scum of the earth. Not really. He's not as bad as, you know, like Ed Kimber. But just in the worst way possible of inconsiderate. Yes. Just, I feel like he's Rita with the money he's made from YouTube and Vine and stuff. He's like Rita and Justin Bieber mixed together. Mm Mm-mm. It's a bad combo. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. So, this, like, skyrocketed in popularity among, like... Yes. People who watch YouTube, (laughs) a.k.a. me, because of this. And so, just... It's so sad. Oh, and the person who was hanging in his video, his sister saw... (gasps) Mm -hmm, Because he didn't blur anything out in his original... Video. Holy fuck. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? Oh. So they say, and I wanted to say this. So if you do want to go here, I don't blame you. Like it's, I mean, it's terrifying to me, but if you're a nature enthusiast mm-hmm. and stuff, I could it's see. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But if you do go, please know that you, if you wander off the path, And sometimes even on the path, just know that you might find a dead person. Mm -hmm. And please be respectful. Do not film them. I, I, fuck him. Right. And knowing what you know now about Yuri and stuff, contact the authorities so they can come and retrieve the body so it can have a proper burial. Based on their beliefs. Yes, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So if you want to go, tread lightly. Be mindful of other people there and just know that if you follow the tape, you'll probably find something at the end. Wow. That's heavy. It is heavy. Golly. It is heavy, but it's just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did we learn? We learned. Number one, you don't owe anybody anything. Right. I don't care what the fuck they do for you. Mm-mm. Like, bring it to America. Right. Give, Give you a, a job. job. <laughs> doesn't matter. If they went on a fucking hunger strike, it does not matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're glad that he escaped from yeah. the Soviet Union and all. But that also doesn't mean that he owes her his life. Right. That's what I'm saying. Okay, number two. Two, know that you're not alone. And Everything has a solution. Yes. And so you just need, 
we all just need the right people to help us find those solutions. Yeah. Help is available, so use it. Yes, and please do not let things you read romanticize or, you know, give this place or any place anything that allure yeah. to to go there and or to do whatever. Like, nothing is worth your life. Right. And, I mean, there's just... There's help. Yeah. Reach out to someone. Even if you feel like you have no one in your life that can help you or will listen or you feel so alone that you feel like you have no one, you do. Call the lifeline. Yes. And even just in our group, in our Facebook group, we've all been open about if we're having a bad day or what our struggles are, you know. And and, and serious struggles, too. Not just, like, you know. Yeah, like traffic sucked. and Or this has been the worst day at work. but Which we do have that, too, which yeah. I love. And Because everything, everything's hard. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. And we're here, the... Creepsters are here. Yeah, we are definitely a family. Like, we always say that to new people when they're like, oh, my God. Like, I So glad I found y'all or welcome yeah. to the group kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm like, you're not, like, if they say they're a fan, I'm like, you're not a fan. You're family. You're in here. And we all are just open and honest with each other. And I love it. Now, we do have our goofy, silly stuff that we do. It's not like a super serious, super heavy group. It's, I think, the perfect balance. I mean, it's a family. Yeah. And number three. Okay. Hit me with it. Rita needed to get with the fucking times because minks are not a thing. Bitch needs to get some faux fur. Um, amen to fucking that. So, remember. Creep it real and and don't don't get scared. scared.